Welcome back to a new episode and today's episode we will look into the security aspect of crypto which is an enormous factor for everyone involved um, which is exactly what today's guest which is Adrian from Audit One and CoinRisk is here to speak about. Um, welcome to the podcast mate. Hi Thomas, thank you for having me. Wonderful to have you mate. Um, before we jump into to, um, like all the auditing stuff and the technical stuff about your project, could you explain to us how you ended up in crypto? Yeah, sure. I think it's actually a super interesting uh, way to end up in crypto. Uh, I was living in, in Scotland and two friends were visiting me and there I had basically no experience at all of crypto. I think it was in 2018. I just knew Bitcoin uh, just from the media. And then basically a friend told me, uh, yeah, you should you should look at uh, IOTA. Actually, I didn't uh, start with Bitcoin. I started with IOTA. And he said, yeah, it's super energy efficient, uh, microtransactions are possible. So basically all the the weaknesses that, that Bitcoin has, um, yeah, were, were coped basically. Yeah, so this was actually the, the main uh, way to, to get into crypto. Mm. So you, you dived straight into IOTA before you, you got um, like involved with Bitcoin and Ethereum and all that. Yeah, I think actually it's it's not common. Um, he was super fascinated by by IOTA. I was too. I mean, we know the the ups and downs of crypto since then, and especially IOTA. But uh, yeah, it caught me since then, and I was basically in my free time. So professionally, I was not uh, working in crypto until um, beginning of last year. But mm. uh, yeah, I was just looking into it. Nice. And what were you doing before you got into crypto? Yeah, so, so my, my background was mainly shaped by positions in finance and data. Um, I, I started my work experience uh, mainly in, in Barcelona, actually, uh, in the tech sector. And yeah, I had a few interesting projects, actually, uh, mostly technology related. Uh, I was working as a consultant and had the chance to uh, to work on Siri with um, Apple engineers, which was super interesting. Um, and then I also had the chance to to dive into the crypto space and uh, be a consultant for yeah finance and uh, risk management nice so so you started off in barcelona and moved to scotland which is basically the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean barcelona the weather is super nice right and in, in scotland yeah. it's the nature that's that's amazing um, but it's quite quite rainy. Let's yeah, the, the few days you're able to see the nature because of all the fog and rain, which is there all the time. Yeah, true. Yeah. No, I enjoyed both places actually. Mm. Uh, I was getting around uh, a bit, but now I'm actually back in Germany. It's uh, I'm living in Bonn, which is uh, yeah in between Cologne and uh, Frankfurt. You could say for people that are not that aware. Um, yeah, and it's super nice to be uh, so close to home. Yeah. Well, it's it's pretty cool. Um, both both Barcelona, Scotland. Um, not too familiar with Germany though, but I'm actually heading there in a couple of weeks for the first time. Um, like for the for the first time for real. But um, but let's dive a little bit into to the project that you guys are doing. It's Audit One and Coin Risk. Could you explain a little bit about what it is that you guys are doing with that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
so with Audit One, actually, we have a marketplace where we match auditors and uh, crypto projects. And this way we can ensure actually that, yeah, that the, the process is much more efficient. We know the auditors, their experience. Uh, we know the projects that we onboard. And we also found, yeah, the problem uh, is quite uh, yeah, apparent uh, in, in crypto, right? That uh, hacks are happening on a daily base. Um, yeah, you can see it on social media. People are scammed. Uh, projects are doing rug pulls. And it's really this, this risk uh, that people have. And I think this is also keeping most people away uh, that want to, to be involved in crypto and, and haven't yet because it's just the, the risk that you have aside from the volatility because um, this is fine if you have a great return, right? But the security risk, like the, the fear of like losing everything because of uh, some hack or scam. And this is actually what motivated us to uh, to work on uh, first coin risk, which actually was the had the, the objective to to reduce risk so first to identify it basically and then to yeah to manage it and then we found this quite great uh, synergy with audit one and coin risk where we have all the tools that enable basically auditors to to work more efficient and uh, to also have projects during the development stage but then also to um, give um auditors the chance uh, freelance auditors especially to have this marketplace where they can just pull together into like one um, auditor pool and then have the chance to audit projects and that way they also gain a much larger share of uh, the payment basically instead of working for an, uh, an audit firm let's say mm. and this is something only for developers that are building to want to like um, prove their own project or can like like an I like, for instance, just copy paste some random project into this tool and I can see if it's secure or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so with our CoinRisk tool, basically you can uh, you can use it yourself. It's just um, we are, yeah, we are targeting basically um, the developers and the auditors with it, but any anyone can use it and you could simply um, yeah put in your, your contract address and you are able to to run certain static analyzers and these are able to to verify the code of a contract so let's say you have an evm based contract um, i don't know like ethereum name token for example um, and this one you want to uh, you want to scan uh, you can sim simply copy paste it and you will instantly see yes like a rating basically and that is based on the issues uh, that are found and then also from yeah, from a user perspective, so I think you couldn't um, understand much about the issues, but um, you can yeah instantly understand if uh, something is like um, something has a lot of risks, and then also yeah you're worried or you wouldn't like to invest in this kind of project. Hmm, and I can imagine this is probably something that will be very useful now when when Shimmer arrives when there's going to be quite a lot of new projects and different things happening. So you can pretty much um, do like a double check uh, on that one before you go into it by using CoinRisk. Yeah, exactly. So we have been also working together with uh, projects from the IOTA ecosystem, uh, for example, Tangled C. And um, they have been using our tool and it's it's great for the development stage to just yeah be able to to catch some, some issues um, that you weren't uh, able before. And it's mainly, 
also because um, yeah, it's just you need some fresh air, pair of eyes to to look at it. Um, you are just it's like writing a paper, right? And you write your own text, and then some some mistakes you you don't uh, you don't catch, you don't see. Um, I think this is a great way to have like something running over it. But of course, it doesn't replace a manual audit, let's say. Um, you always need uh, people looking at it. Um, that's why we also have the marketplace, um, because the business logic is really hard for a, like an analyzing tool to, to catch. And then also if smart contracts are connected with smart contracts, uh, these risks are also quite uh, difficult to, to assess. Mm. And, and how many are you on this team? Mm -hmm. Uh, so now the, the CoinRisk team and the Audit1 team, we basically merged. Um, you could say we are uh, three people working full-time and around uh, four, yeah, four people uh, working part-time. Uh, and then we have a few advisors actually that help us um, depending on their um, yeah, yeah their, um, their expertise, let's say. Um, but this is, uh, I would say, the, the core team, let's say. Mm. With a lot of background within crypto, I can can imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, some more, some some less. It depends also what they are doing. Uh, so, for example, the the front end developer um, he has less less experience in in crypto, but then instead he has lots of experience in in React, for example. Uh, the designer is quite Web three native. Uh, you could say our CTO also. And I have been part of the crypto space uh, since 2018. But yeah, just professionally, I started last year, basically. Mm, yeah. And uh, is this something I could use like today? Or are you guys waiting for something to go live before you can actually release this? Uh, so we have actually people using it and the domain is accessible for everyone. Uh, you could just go to tools.audit1.io. Uh, we have different verticals that we assess with the, with the tool. Uh, so we have the technology vertical where we basically assess um, contracts um, and give them a technology rating. Uh, we have um, tokenomics where we assess the token allocation uh, and the vesting. So it really depends how long the team uh, vests the token and then how the, the tokens are allocated uh, in the beginning. For example, let's say if the team gets 50% of the token and just an ex extreme example um, and the, the community maybe 5% and then something like uh, advisors 30% and 15% community treasury, uh, then it's super risky for investors or for the community, right? Because they had yeah, the, the project, uh, the team, they could instantly dump uh, the token price, basically. Uh, this is also one thing. Then we also assess the volatility of tokens uh, to basically indicate, yeah, if you have a portfolio of different tokens, um, is it quite volatile? Is it, would you rather like to maybe add a stable coin to make it less volatile? Uh, and then also the, the operations vertical, where we assess the, um, the wallet, how, is, how it's accessed, um, how many signers are needed, and this is all basically, yeah, you, you are able to do it as a person who is not really uh, maybe familiar with all the technologies, let's say. Yeah. You also mentioned that you have several projects um, using this right now. Um, like, is that within only the IOTA community or is it like in the broader space? Uh, it's mainly the IOTA community. So we also have some 
uh, from Polygon. Um, but, but I would say it's also uh, due to my, yeah, basically, uh, yeah, favorite uh, or my passion basically for the IOTA ecosystem that we also had these connections with projects in the IOTA ecosystem. Um, some projects that are not able to use it because it's for EVM based uh, projects. But I think uh, rather sooner than later, they should all uh, migrate to um, to EVM, right? To the Shimmer EVM. Yeah. And how are you guys involved with the IOTA ecosystem, actually? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are part of Touchpoint, which is like this, this ecosystem builder uh, network, right? Mm. And uh, aside from that, actually, we, um, yeah, we, we talk to a lot of projects. Uh, we are in contact with Tangled C. Uh, actually, we will commence uh, an audit soon with Tangled C and then some some freelance auditors that take part of it. And then aside from that, yeah, it's just basically, um, yeah, being part of the social media, listening to to your podcast. So it's being active in the in the community, right? Mm, yeah, I can also see that you sh- you guys should go into the the Shamer website and register on the uh, ecosystem list. I, I don't think I can see you anywhere here. Yeah, I think we were listed as experts. Uh, I'm not sure if it's in this list, but yeah, I should probably reach out. <laughs> yeah, it should be uh, pretty pretty straightforward. Mm. And um, to get this funded, like, have you guys simply done everything yourself, or do you have anything behind you helping you out financially? Uh, so we have a, a venture builder um, slash venture capital firm that is uh, funding us. And then, um, yeah, in the be- in the beginning, we just bootstrapped ourselves. Um, we were also part of an incubator uh, from the blockchain founders group. Uh, and then, since then, yeah, it's basically just uh, just funding uh, from this uh, this VC uh, tsunami, it's called. And then in November, we we aim to aim uh, we aim to raise a larger round. Mm. And is it like a little bit different now when the the market isn't too? Positive is probably a word I can use. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's def- definitely uh, harder. Let's say um, we we managed to uh, keep us afloat, and I think right now it, it seems like um, yeah maybe this is I, I don't want to predict right or to <laughs> to speculate, but it seems like it's flattening out. Um, so. It could be that we maybe stay at this level for like half a year, maybe, and um, yeah, people just uh, accumulate and they they stay away to to put big sums of money uh, into the market. Um, but I think we are still seeing a lot of VCs actually pouring lots of money into the the space. Um, it's actually a bit like the the funding for early stage projects. It's it's a bit detached to the overall uh, market sentiment, I would say. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I have been thinking about that because a lot of projects that um, has had a great success within the ecosystem uh, up until now, um, I managed to raise uh, a lot of money, um, but I've just been a little bit afraid that these guys might be um, get a little bit like Roblox due to the market collapsing and uh, have to like make other priorities. And um, yeah, but hopefully everything is going great. I think like. As far as I can see, everyone is still just keeping on, just doing new milestones every day. 
Yeah, I think so. And I think if we manage to to reduce the risk, um, if we manage to make projects secure, uh, this should be our top priority. Uh, then we can also get more people involved in crypto. Um, I'm not sure if you, once you um, find a project interesting, um, do you usually do any due diligence or do you analyze risk in some way? Um, that's that's a big problem, I think, uh, for many people. Um, is that the lack of technical understanding, right? Because you read a white paper and I'm pretty sure that most people basically doesn't understand 90% of what's in there. Um, and like how to assess if it's, if it's a real project or if it's a rug pull, if it's like a, it's a real project, but low security, um, that's pretty hard for most people. Um, but so having a tool that you can at least feel a little bit safer, uh, it's, it's gold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think actually the, the tool, it, it helps projects to, uh, just use it, um, without paying anything right now um, and to to understand certain things that are not they are not maybe aware of right now uh, but then also we found that the current audit market is really inefficient uh, costly for projects uh, some premium auditors they they ask sometimes like 50k to 100k to audit a project and actually we want to change that and we want to make the audit process more efficient uh, that's why we are developing all these tools also to help auditors uh, during the audit process, but also um, when they report an audit. Uh, and I think having these freelance auditors, like everything is moving more towards uh, freelancing. So if we manage to to get many freelancers on board and they are able to work together and to, to peer review their work, uh, I think this is actually a great chance um, to yeah, to compete with these market leaders also in the auditing space. Mm. And did you say that your your product will be free to use? Uh, so the the um, audit tool, it's free to use. Um, we have been now, I think, 30 projects have been using it so far. Um, we haven't been marketing it much, but this is mainly because we are still testing it, basically. Uh, and then the marketplace, this is what we focus on right now. So basically onboarding many projects, uh, making sure that they all have uh, manual auditors that they uh, can yeah, request services basically. And then the, yeah, the higher objective is actually to have this like frequent uh, security audit, right? Where like, let's say every half a year, uh, a project uh, needs to be audited. And I think it's really important for people to understand that um, just one audit uh, doesn't make a project secure. Right, like the 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 auditors, they could still um, not find any uh, like all the issues, and also um, the problem is when when the project changes the code, um, then there could be new vulnerabilities. So it really depends also uh, when the code is is being changed, uh, what is added, what is removed. Um, so yeah. Mm. And for someone that isn't too technical, would you mind explain how to go forward with this? Like, how, how would I figure out if this is secure or not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I really recommend uh, people to do like a, yeah, like a brief uh, due diligence. And you could also um, yeah, ask people that have more experience to to verify that. Um, I think in the in the very early stage, it's very difficult to, to assess projects, uh, mainly because 
mostly they have only a social media account um, maybe they have a website um, if they have a light paper or white paper it's mostly i mean that's maybe 50 percent uh, so really yeah get to know what is out there um, analyze what you have um, available and then also have independent um, institutions independent uh, people that you that you trust to to review it um, who have more experience maybe than you have mm. and and if they're going to use your tool then um, what, what kind of information do they need to acquire to, to be able to use your tool uh, so they could use uh, each vertical individually for technology. Um, you could simply yeah, add the contract address and it would give you um, results. You could also just um, have the token allocation. Usually they they um, mention it in the in the white paper. Um, you could just enter the percent and then you would see how how risky it is for you. And this is actually uh, based on a model we we created with um, yeah many tokenomics we we are stored in our database and then we have made some rankings of like really good tokenomics uh, bad tokenomics but it also depends much on the on the project itself right there's not like one uh, good tokenomics or one bad it really depends if it's now a dex if it's a lending platform um yeah you, you really need to consider this also mm. and what would you say is the most common risks when it comes to to cryptos mm -hmm. Yeah, so maybe first of all, what is risk? It's actually um, yeah any uncertainty that affects you, right? And nowadays, it's super interconnected, our world, uh, super globalized. Um, so there's lots of risks involved. It could be technology, operations, financial. And it's not just in crypto. It's like any business is affected with the risks. Um, and I think actually what people should understand is that there's uh, two dimensions with it there's the the probability uh, and the impact uh, for the probability it's usually difficult to assess but the the impact is usually clear right if a, if a project gets rug pulled um, all the funds are gone basically so it's you need to make sure that you assess these, these risks properly and then to to mitigate these risks, yeah, mostly it's for the projects themselves and not really for you as an uh, as an investor. But yeah, I mean, if you go through um, social media and you see a hex happening on a daily basis, I think last year it was reported that uh, ten billion were lost um, um, during yeah DeFi hacks, and then also this year, I mean, there was. Uh, I think Casio for for fifty million. Um, then there was a, how was it called a wormhole? I think like three hundred million. Um, so yeah, it's really like happening uh, happening on a daily basis. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of money disappearing into the wrong hands uh, too often in this space, uh, which I think is a huge factor, which is scaring people away because it's mostly it's almost the only type of news that reaches the, uh, the traditional media and if i go to to my local newspaper and i want to read about crypto is usually um this one got hacked he got hacked he this guy got beaten up because he told someone he had crypto um yeah it's it's not usually the uh, the good news and uh, it scares people away but um yeah it's um like negative news is uh, sold best right mm. like usually you hear only negative things um yeah 
And this is pretty scary if you talk to people um, outside the crypto space and they obviously know uh, you're working working in crypto. Uh, they always ask you like, um, yeah, is it really, does it make sense to go in right now? Like, should you, should you invest now? Isn't it uh, risky? But of course, mm. like, short term, it's risky. Um, you need to invest in the right projects. You need to make sure they have multiple audits. Um, so if you invest in a project, uh, make sure that the audit is up to date, that they fixed all the the issues that were found in an audit. And then really, um, yeah, diversify. Mm. Right? That, that's super important to diversify in multiple projects. Yeah. Um, it's usually the two things um, the the people outside get wrong. Um, once I mention to someone that I'm into crypto, they usually have two same questions. And first of all is, is it safe? Like, because they already, uh, they have written all these scam articles, right? It's so many, so many scams happening. So they, they don't trust it at all, which is kind of a good thing to come into it, not trusting it and then be skeptical. But the majority gets scared away from it. Um, and then the other thing is usually um, the, the token, because most people think it's just digital money. Um, but I try to tell them that it's more like a, a big network and the token is just the the currency on that network. And um, then they start to get a little bit more interesting once I explain a little bit more. Because I'm not a right guy to, to explain about how smart contracts and all that works, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, token tokens are great to to capture value, to protect value. Um, it's all about how can you how can you preserve it right in the long term um, there's this usual um, yeah development of token prices where you see like the token price going down constantly and it's usually because some projects they don't have um, yeah good sophisticated tokenomics it's um, maybe it's inflated too much maybe the demand is not high enough uh, maybe there's not real utility behind the token uh, and this is super hard to understand from like um, by someone who doesn't know anything, right? And then if you if you talk to people that maybe invested into one or two cryptos, they sometimes mention Doge, and then you see like it's so powerful just to have good marketing and a good community um, because that can make people aware, and they they also they also like to invest just for fun, right? And I think we need to make people aware that there's a long-term value in it um, and that it's secure. And I think then we can get many people to um, to be part of crypto. Mm. And I think um, the IOTA ecosystem is a very good community to be part of as well because other communities, uh, if you pop over to different cryptos, Discord channels, it's pretty silent. Like It's, it's not too many active people there. Um, well, in the IOTA Discord, it's a lot of active people 24 7 um and all of them is very active like reading up on stuff and if they see anything they are speaking up about it and um you have people calling other people out um not, not like in a in a hostile way but just if there's something that just doesn't look right they're straight on it and then they are able to come and correct them if they're wrong so that's that's pretty good. You you feel a little bit more safe there. Yeah, the community is super strong. I'm like I've always been it's always been fun to be part of it. And I think 
this can in the end be our our greatest asset, right? Um, I think once all these uh, debts um, come out, uh, once Shimmer is released, I think then we we are actually able to show what a what a strong community means, um, and then we've been also working together, for example, or, or talking to Sunaverse. Uh, this is a great platform also, and um, I think once they they have surf, uh, service modules, uh, this enables also then more projects to yeah to be part in the in the DAO space, right? And to to develop services there, um, because I think DAOs would also be a super crucial part of of crypto, and and I hope that the the legal aspects that they uh, favor favor crypto more than they do right now. Uh, in Europe, it's, it has been actually developing um, yeah, a bit more negative towards crypto. Um, and I, th I hope that it, that it will turn around and we will see more uh, crypto-friendly uh, development. Mm. Yeah, I think I, th I see a lot of um, exciting project which is, has some very big players involved. Um, and I think once they are able to get out of the silent testing, uh, go a little bit more public about it, then I think a lot more people will open up because they see trusted parties doing crypto work um, then automatically like gives confidence because like if BMW um, oh ignore that let's say Jaguar Land Rover actually rolls out their their IOTA wallet in their cars people automatically get um, confirmation that it's legit because they have a, a real life um, commitment to not a commitment but a relationship to Jaguar Land Rover because they see it as a legit company and if a legit company in your mind start working with a crypto then it automatically becomes a legit legit crypto uh in your eyes so i'm looking forward to to all that like the ebsi um jaguar land rover intel and they're doing the project alvarium because once they start getting public with that and get it outside of the bubble then people get more confidence yeah, true. Like enterprise adoption, it's so important because once enterprises they they trust something, uh, this is when then also people the the I don't know the the retail investors that they start trusting in it, right? And I think also what we saw now last year is that more institutions uh, they joined crypto. Um, if we now make sure that security is a top priority. Uh, that we develop, that we have uh, true utility that we bring to the ecosystem. Um, you see the trend of like um, gaps being developed. You see the trend of like user numbers going up. Um, I think these are all good indicators um, that we are just early right now, right? It's, mm. it's a relation in the end and there are many risks involved. Um, but if you look at the last 13 years uh, since Bitcoin basically was created, um, I think the the growth numbers they are they are super positive yeah uh i, I saw uh, on your uh, on your document you sent me that you had like a uh, like a growth expectations in, like in the general crypto space yeah i think the the crypto space itself um you have like um i don't know i think i think in 2014 it was around 500 projects uh, or 2015 um, then you had two years, two years later, 1,600 projects. And then now you have uh, over 10,000 projects, right? So you really see this this um, exponential growth uh, that is happening in crypto. Mm. And with this exponential growth, I mean, you see also money flowing and more money flowing. And um, I think 
this is really yeah in the end it, it depends how many of these pro projects um, bring uh, true utility right but if it's even uh five or ten percent um this is like still a great number and if these projects flourish i think it's it's great for for us mm, yeah we should probably have you guys around a couple of years ago when the moon pie hack happened i'm not sure you that that tool would be useful there because you probably need smart contracts and everything don't you yeah so um i mean with coin risk we also assess uh, risks that so we also do qualitative assessments um and there are many levels or many dimensions that you need to to look at i think with the moon pay um wasn't it something that was not related to um yeah it wasn't on the outside it was on the moon pay side yeah i think there are so many enterprise um risks actually um you have operational risks, right? Like you have human errors, uh, you have risks of fraud. Um, there are many risks involved. And uh, actually on the technology side, it's not only smart contracts. Uh, many, many hacks uh, in the recent past, they happened because um, the, the DNS was hijacked. And with the DNS, basically, they were able to um, to change uh, certain front-end um, aspects of, of the apps. And then basically um, leading also to yeah to funds being being uh, scammed. Uh, so I think this is also something people need to be aware that it's not only this Web three that is uh, necessary for good security, um, but it's that there's so many risks also aside from from smart contracts. Yeah, definitely. Um, I forgot to ask, um, where can you find the tools that you offer? Uh, so. You find our marketplace, actually, it's um, app.audit1.io. Uh, app uh, the tools, you find at uh, tools.audit1.io. And then you can always reach out to us uh, on Discord. Uh, we just recently published our Discord server. So before we were just using it for, for private, uh, for team activities, let's say. Um, and then, yeah, I think for, for projects, it's super interesting actually to look into security to be educated um, for people that are developers uh, and that are um, that want to learn more about security we also offer a, an academy uh, at the academy we yeah we have certain tutorials uh, we have a verification exam to yeah to make sure that auditors really know um, about auditing um, and they also have to have to have certain um, experience in it Let's say they can prove us that they have done audits before. Um, they also need to have um, KYC in certain uh, certain audits to make really sure that the, the project can trust the auditors. Uh, so there's lots of things actually that we are also planning to do. It's not only what we have. Uh, we have lot of, lots of things planned. Um, yeah, and people should just uh, come to us, reach out to us if they're interested in uh, security. Yeah. Um, I I would definitely recommend uh, all the projects that are building right now to 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 get in contact with you guys because sure they have probably done a great job auditing but they don't have anything to lose and if your tool managed to find like a a little bit of thing that can be adjusted then it's absolutely worth it and if they if they don't find anything then they've done a good job. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, we are in Touchpoint, uh, reach out to us there. You can go to our website. Actually, I'm super hyped right now because uh, today we will launch our new website. 
Uh, so I'm not sure when this episode will be released. I, I think then the, the website will be online. Uh, so yeah, like please uh, visit our website, come to our Discord, and then uh, we'll take it from there. Hmm. Um, you mentioned future plans. What, what, what are they? Mm -hmm. So we have actually a lot planned uh, regarding the, the audit process itself. Um, so where we focus on right now is to make the audit process much more efficient uh, so that auditors have the right tools, um, that we match them together, that they have the infrastructure actually to peer review um, yeah, the work from other auditors because auditors, they, they miss stuff, right? And if you have someone else looking at it and if you find something that was not seen before, um, I think that's also a great additional security layer. Um, then we also plan actually to... Um, this is not sure when it will happen because it depends a bit on the the market environment and also our development. Um, but we um, want to launch a token and this token would then enable basically the entire audit ecosystem uh, to function, right? To have auditors that can use this, to, um, this token. Uh, you would have projects that could use this token to pay uh, certain audit services. So it's really difficult to have enough liquidity if you're just one audit firm that has a token. But if you can combine all audit firms that offer services and then all uh, freelancers, I think this could be a yeah a fruitful um, ecosystem or yeah yeah token economy. Say, mm. exciting times ahead. Yeah, super excited for it actually, and and I hope now that we grow our team, um, we'll have enough. Uh, workforce to actually realize all of that yeah it's going to be a lot more work for both of us I'm, I'm expecting quite a lot of different projects reaching out and i will be make make sure to to um to recommend them to to test your your product because yeah thanks Thomas. also it's much appreciated what you're doing for the community with your podcast uh it's also interesting or fascinating to see how you personally developed from episode one uh, until now thank you yeah, the uh, the community has been a blast, and they have helped me out a bunch. Um, managed to upgrade all my equipment. Um, so yeah, Joe Rogan, better watch out. <laughs> yeah, we need to have uh, longer podcasts, then I guess, right? Yeah. Well, it's a lot. It's a lot of cool things happening. Um, I'm looking forward to to cover it. I have um a few very interesting episodes which I'm looking a lot forward to do, um, very shortly. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be cool. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um, so that's everything I had on my list. Is there anything that you would like to add? Uh, no, maybe final words to to projects. Make sure that your your code is secure. Uh, make sure that you um, that you put customers or the people using your tokens uh, first. Um, I think a long term perspective makes really all the difference, right? If you're successful in the long run. Uh, I think this is where the the success comes from. Mm, yeah, absolutely agree with that. And thank you so much for for creating such a product that helps everyone else. It's um, it's a much needed uh, product for for the community to stay safe and to hopefully not experience a rug pull. Yeah, true. Let's let's hope for that, especially in our ecosystem. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, thank, thank you so, so much, much for joining, joining, and thank you guys for listening.